Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Calvin Chambers, the writer and creator of the Icarus Metro comic series. We'll discuss what this story is about, how Calvin got started as an artist, and his creative process throughout not only in developing this series, but his experience on other projects leading up to this one. Side note, I would like to apologize in advance to my listeners. There will be various noises in the background towards the end of the episode. I would really appreciate it if you stuck around till then. But now, on to Calvin. So how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I uh, just had to kick my dogs downstairs so they didn't bark while we're doing this interview. So you may hear them in the background since there's other dogs outside, but hopefully it won't be that bad. No, that's, that's perfectly fine with me. Okay. Where are you from? I'm here in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm in New Jersey myself. So you currently are in, in New Jersey? Because I saw on your yeah. Kickstarter. Okay. Speaking yeah, of ki- yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Kickstarter for the Icarus Metro comic, uh, issue one, is it issue one or is it like comic one, series one? Uh, issue one. Um, what I'm going to do with it is I'm going to have like other series too. Like within like the same universe and stuff, so uh-huh. like, you know, it's different stories. But I guess for this like series line, it's gonna be like eight issues, and then I'm gonna like jump on to do other series. Okay, that's cool. I might like, yeah, it's gonna be like you know, this is like the basic, and then like you know how I'm not sure if you're like a big fan of comics, like if you like uh, you know, it's like the Batman, how they have like the different uh, series titles, like uh, you know, New Fifty Two or. You know, their current title, like Metal Black, like this different, uh, you know, things happening with different characters. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and um, what this story is about? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Um, so, so basically, the story is about uh, this first issue. Um, like I said before, each issue is going to be about, uh, you know, the, the eight different characters uh, within the group called the Paladins. Um, so this first issue is about a character named Simone Stone, who is a spellcaster. Um, so everybody in this world are, are supernatural uh, people. I mean, there's humans, and then there's like uh, supernatural human people with powers. Uh, so Simone Stone, she's a spellcaster. She had found a book at a young age, which allowed her to, uh, which you know, outside of her regular powers, to write something and it come to life. Uh, this book, you know, taught her spells. This book gave her uh, the ability to harness energy, uh, you know, spiritual energy. So with that, she goes and faces past trauma. Uh, you know, just this, this do a little sneak preview. Um, she actually confronts uh, the person who killed her parents, you know. Okay. Uh, so so with so, um, you know, her parents at a young age sent her away to go uh, learn how to use her powers then when uh you know she came back from you know working with that organization you know she she worked with uh, a group of new friends that she had made uh you know during her time with the organization and uh you know just got reunited with her parents you know met a friend uh the friend uh you know was a little psychotic and you know because she couldn't hang with the friend uh, all the time the friend killed her parents so now oh, wow. she's uh yeah, so so now she's, uh, you know, she had thought the friend went away uh, or disappeared. Now the friend's back, and now she has to stop her from doing any harm. So, 
you know, this is just uh, a little introduction of what can happen uh, within this universe. And, you know, just little things, just an expose of the different powers um, that, that come into play. My thing is, uh, me as a creative, I like good, engaging stories that leads a reader like, okay, what's next? And then also leads a character, leads a person, you know, saying, huh, this character seems interesting. There's a lot of uh, mystery, you know, surrounding this one character. I wish to see this character again, you know, and, and within the, the, eight, uh, the eight books that I'm going to do for the Icarus Metro storyline, um, you know, you are going to see a lot of these characters again. And you're also going to see an introduction of new characters. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So this one is mostly about Simone, and I think her, her uh, I guess her hero name is the author, right? So this one is about her. And then are we going to see glimpses of the other people? Because this group of paladins, at least those are the heroes, yep. right? We see a yep. little bit of them, and then as the series goes along, you said it's supposed to be eight, then we'll see more and more of the other people, I guess how the group came together, right? Well, not how the group came together. That's actually a backstory. Um, I'm actually working on doing, because uh, I actually started that as a webtoon, um, how they came together. Uh -huh. um, and I have like the first nine chapters on webtoons, but I did that years ago. Um, and I couldn't find a consistent artist for it, but I'm actually going back to like try to like draw myself and, and even like, like rewrite it so it fits the Icarus Metro storyline to do the entire backstory, which is like 13 arcs of like the most beautiful thing I've ever written in my life. <laughs> yeah, I saw there was a lot of characters. I was like, ooh, this is a lot when I looked on the uh, on the Kickstarter. I was like, these are a lot of characters to keep up with. So where did the inspiration come from for this story? And you said you did the webtoon years ago and now you're like redoing it. So how did it evolve from being on the webtoon to now being its own um, its own comic? Um, well, so I should say published comic, I should say. Yeah, so that's a three-part question. Um, first part, the characters, a lot of characters. Um, it's a lot of characters because of the the group. I, I didn't want to focus on an entire world of characters, so I created like a three-city metro area. Mm -hmm. Now, there are other characters that are affiliated with the, this group called the Paladins, and this other characters, but I, I, I wanted to focus on the main, the original eight characters. Uh -huh. um, so these characters are, so Sarah Lee, the leader, um, the girl with the lightning, um, this is Simone behind me, but uh, Sarah Lee, the group with the lightning, uh, she was like the first one I created. So I, I just wanted to, to make a character um, that was half black, half Asian, um, best of both worlds, able to go in and, you know, does what she has to do, uh, facing, you know, different trauma from, you know, both sides of her life, her life as a parent human and her life as a, as a, uh, just a, a hipster. And uh, Percy, uh, he's actually, so, so most of these characters, like you asked, uh, are going to be in this first issue mm -hmm. um, doing cameos, uh, but each book, each uh, chapter, so the next book, that I'm actually going to release later on this year after this first Icarus, Icarus Metro 2 is going to be focused on a different Paladin character. So outside of the story that you're, you'll be reading uh, for Icarus Metro, you'll be uh, listening to internal dialogue 
that the character is basically narrating about the story, about their life, and different things that they've uh, achieved and haven't uh, yet experienced. You know, so it's almost like you get both the perspective of them talking to you and you see the story playing at the same part. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bunch of other characters, and I, I guess they, they mostly stem from just, honestly, people that I know in real life. You know, like a culmination. Like I'll take a trait from this one person. I take a trait from that one person. I said, okay, you know, this is this character, um, and that's basically how I got it. Because I, I feel like, you know, as a writer, I should only write what I know. Yeah. I shouldn't just try to make up something out of the blue, and you know, because then a reader would be like, hey, uh, if this person, you know, for example, this person had ADHD, this is not typically what they do. And, you know, me not understanding that, you know, why would I write something I don't understand? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I've written things where the city is Baltimore City. And it was like, why why Baltimore City? Why not New York City? Why not L.A.? I was like, well, I don't know anything about that. But I know the city that I live in, that I drive to every single day. So it makes more sense. It's more authentic that way as well. So what, so what do you write? I uh, know you're right. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Um, I don't really promote it on the podcast page, um, but I probably should. Um, I write, it's called Unholy. Uh, it's like an Unholy series. It's an urban fantasy, like, okay. action-adventure type thing. Um, the first one is called Unholy, and then the second one is called Unbroken. It's um, pretty much available anywhere digitally. I just got the uh, paperback cover wrap from the... Um, cover artist so i'm getting ready to do the paperback for both unholy and um unbroken try to make them probably sell them as a bundle and even buy some own, my own copies because a lot of people want to buy them all of a sudden now, yeah. a lot of people a lot more people want to buy them now so i had to hurry up and get that together so yeah I, I feel i feel like when it comes to digital a lot of people don't really like to buy but when they see you and you have those physical copies for them to take a look yeah like oh let me get a copy let me get a copy you know um but when you're like, you know, putting it out there online, if, if it isn't like, I don't want, I don't even want to say this because, you know, I'm trying to get my work out there. Uh, but I feel like most people try to attach themselves to a name. Like, oh, I got this person's latest book. Well, I got Barack Obama's latest book, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when they actually know that person, you know, I feel like it's easier or it's more uh, tangible to them. Like, oh, wow, this person actually wrote this physical book i have a copy right here uh-huh. you know, with no hesitation uh before they actually just say hey you know what here you go you know so how long have you been um writing comics i know because i know you already mentioned we mentioned it already the webtoons from a while ago but was it anything before that or like for yes. how long before that because i know you've written some other things like juice is on uh webtoons that's that's the web comment, and then um, there was something else. I forgot. I'm sorry, I forgot the name of it. Something else that you wrote as well before this yeah, Icarus Metro. It was, it was a, a small comic called The Calibero. Um, so that was my first book I've written. Um, I wrote that in. I think I released it in January of 2017. So I would say I've been writing comics since. I want to say January of 2017. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go four years now. Um, 
but I honestly, I took a break after I couldn't really find a good artist, like a more consistent artist for Juice. I, you know, I was in grad school. I had a lot of obligations outside of um, work. So I didn't really have the time to like really put all my money into, uh, you know, making comics and, you know, just trying to get my writing out there. I didn't see myself as a writer until I was about like 50 years old. So, you know, later on, I'm starting to realize like, hey, I have to, uh, I have all this creativity. I can't just uh, not use it because I'll lose it, you know? Yeah. And let me. Let me just put it out here because, you know, when I'm 50, I might think of something else. I might think, you know, uh, doing comics isn't a way to go, you know, or I might be writing comics for my grandkids or something. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, like, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't need to do it for, for, for them, you know what I'm saying? So right now, it's just more so doing it for, for uh, the community. Um, so I'll say about four years now. It's been a long journey, a lot of uh, a lot of changes to even how I write because before, like, you know, I'd write and say, "Okay, this is done," and I made the mistake of doing that once. Um, I wrote a comic. Um, I didn't put it out. I actually have a copy over here, but I didn't put it out. I wrote a comic, and then I got the artist to work on it, and then I and the artist did the the lettering and stuff, and then I got it printed. And it costs a lot to get printed. And I looked at the book and it had a typo, you know? So it's just a lot of learning. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this from, you know, a lot of learning, a lot of proofreading. And, you know, me now just making sure that, hey, if I'm going to be in it, I'm going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I can't just put a brand out there and then not uh, meet expectations or even not meet expectations, but. I cannot produce. Uh-huh. So how how was your creative process from like conception to execution in regards to writing your comics? Like for me, I guess a lot of my ideas come from a thought, a random thought of something and then I wrote it on a, a sticky note or a piece of a notepad or something like that. And then I may sit on it for a couple of days and then I'll write a scene out. And I don't write linear. I just write, like, from here to there or whatever comes to my mind. And then I'll probably leave it alone for, like, a month or so and then come back to it. And then eventually I'll do scenes here and there. And then at some point I'll do a draft, do another draft, probably a third one before I, I put it out. We'll have an editor look at it. That's in regards to my writing. So for for you, how do how do you go from concept to execution? Um, I guess before I used to be very scrambled in terms of, um, concept, I used to just start writing. Um, I'd write an idea, I'd write a blurb, um, and from that blurb, like you said, I'll, you know, take a couple of days to look at it and I'll just make adjustments as I go. And then from that blurb, I'll make an outline. I make an outline of, uh, you know, I say, okay, this blurb needs to be X amount of pages. I make an outline, outlining every uh, piece of information I want within that comic or within that story. I also write other books too, um, within that outline. And then I will start uh, setting the scene from there. Mm-hmm. And then after I set the scene, then I write the dialogue. And after I write the dialogue, I, I put it away for days. Mm-hmm. 
know, I play away from Davis, and then I come back, get a fresh pair of eyes on him, and then I make changes, and I play away from Davis. You know, because by that time, I'm thinking of other things that I can include. So I don't want to just like rush creativity. I let it go. Like right now, um, I can honestly say I've been writing. It, it's it's March. I've been writing the script for uh, Icarus Metro Two for three months now. Mm-hmm. You know, just 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 pinning it down, thinking over, putting it down, thinking it over, and. You know, I probably won't be done until I'm ready to give it to the artist for him to uh, start the, the line work for it. Um, but it's just, to me, right now, I'm actually getting better at that. So I, I, I would suggest that that is a way for people to go if they are looking to write comics or looking to write fictional uh, stories. Um, but I would also say invest in some type of management tool. Uh, and I'm not saying invest as in pay for it. But like find some type of tool that'll help you manage your process faster. I started using an application called Lucidchart. And Lucidchart is a free online tool where you'll be able to map flow diagrams. So I put in the flow, okay, this is the start. This is how I want to finish. Mm-hmm. And let me put the boxes in between. Or you can use Trello. It's a free app by Atlassian where you'll be able to, um, you know, write out cards and then place those cars under a under a, um, a column, and then you'll be able to drag them over, switch things, and just plan your ideas out. So I'm starting to do that now, and then going back to the outline because I love the outline aspect, and and moving on from there. Um, but I would say that the idea and creation aspect is probably the most difficult part about making a story because you know sometimes you may be feeling something, but then. A couple of hours later or the next day, you may want to change everything you wrote so far. Yeah, I understand that. Um, how's your experience been working with, like, collaborating with other people? Like, yeah, I know you've mentioned you've been struggling with, <laughs> you've been struggling with finding a consistent artist. Um, yeah, like, how's it been with working with other people? Because with me, um, my my podcast is named Solo Nerdbird for a reason. I prefer to do everything by myself. I don't have to work with other people. I don't have to work on their schedule. Um, so it's a, that's a good thing for me, person for my personality and my work ethic. But as far as collaborating, um, it helps get it out more to other people, more eyes on it, more visibility, a larger audience. So that's kind of the the pitfall of it. Um, but with you, how is it collaborating with other um? with other creative people um you've struggled with the artists have you ever worked with other writers even so that is probably the most difficult question to answer because there's so <laughs> many there's so many parts to it um me i used to be a type of person who just i always just wanted to do it myself because mm-hmm. I, I figured like there's no one if no one else is going to have the passion for my work except for me you know, yeah. um, and I can never translate my passion to other people. So I just go and I go on Upwork, I go on Fiverr, I write everything out, and then I, you know, let them do the work. You know, let them do the work, then I put it out. Um, they never gave me names. They never wanted to build and, and follow up for a next issue or so. Um, so... You know, that was just my way of working. But I realized when you do things like that, one, you're not 
always giving the best work. You know, you're not building any relationships. People aren't going to really uh, see what you have going on and support. Uh, so now, right now, I mostly just try to, like right now, I'm, I'm trying to learn Reddit because I want to go in there and collaborate with people. Uh, but I'm mostly collaborating with people on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, Instagram is, is is good for promotion and good for, you know, letting people know, like, what's going on with the comic. But Facebook, uh, they have so many groups, you know, for, with comics mm-hmm. uh, mainly where people go on and they show, you know, their artwork and they show um, um, their rates and, and stuff that they're working on and they do cross-platform promotion. Um, so, like, with me... I feel like the, my best experience so far has been on Icarus Mitchell. Um, you know, me going in, finding a consistent artist to work with for this series line, um, him being able to translate what I have and, and wrote down from in here on paper, you know, and it gets me excited to say because, like, it, it really uh, met my expectations. Um, you know, I am working for colorists. I'm doing that contract. If I am looking to place that contract for the colorists, uh, or even do it myself, you know, but place that contract for the colorist, uh, you know, someone tangible that I can just talk to. Because with someone tangible, someone that you can find online that, that communicates clearly with you, um, and that's why I love Messenger. Facebook did their thing with that. Uh, you know, they talk to you, you talk to them. Um, for Icarus Metro, I got like an animation sequence done. To promote the comic. Yeah, I saw that on the on the um, Kickstarter. I was like, wow, you got this whole little anime going on right here. This is really that's nice. A, <laughs> so that's the that's the goal. Thank you, thank you. That's the goal. You know, um, I, I want to eventually get it into a show, but I know that I, I need so much content. You know, before I even think about doing that, because people want to know what the story is, and people and I want people to be attracted to that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I mean, my animator, uh, he's out in Spain. You know, we do you know our communication online and stuff and he's ready to work on a series but me myself i gotta be more of a realist i'm like all right uh you know we in a pandemic uh you know i gotta buy food for the week you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> got bills you know so you know I, I can't really you know uh put myself in the space to do that uh, but eventually eventually when i have enough enough comics placed out and enough of uh content to build you know to have like a good story out uh what i want to do is put out like a, a mini short film for icarus metro and like crowdfund that like me personally for the kickstarter what i'm going to try to do is at least like maybe like two kickstarters a year until i get the series out mm-hmm. uh, and with that, I guess that's like four years of work unless I just decide that I can put it out earlier. Um, but yeah, just looking to just pick this workout. Um, whether or not it's Icarus Metro or other short stories, just making sure people you know, enjoy the reading. Yeah. Um, let's see what other questions. Um, do you do you have any advice as far as budgeting? Because a lot of people ask me about stuff like that too, and I'm like I mean, I don't really know what to tell you as far as budgeting. You don't want to spend a bunch of money. You just really want to focus on what it is that you're doing and what you need to buy. And maybe just, not, I wouldn't say buy the cheapest thing, but buy the cheapest thing pretty much is what it is. So, yeah. 
I mean, not, 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 I hate when I say that. Not the cheapest thing, but you just don't want to come too much out of the pocket on stuff that yeah. you don't need, basically. Yeah. You, you don't want to uh, jump the gun. You know? Yeah. Like, somebody will see uh, see the stuff that you're doing on your Kickstarter. I was like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. And it's just like... And then just put it out there without, like, really thinking about how to... How to yeah, and it's like... You need if you need to be focused on your product first and developing that and expanding that first. Like you want, you want depth, not width, on it. It's pretty much yeah. what I try to tell people. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, I started working on honestly. I I thought of I had all the characters up. Like I said, I had all the characters up for years, and you know just who they were, and even their artwork hasn't done for years. Uh, but didn't really have like a focused storyline to like really put these out. And what I did was uh, I started working on this comic uh, back in, let's say June, I want to say June time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I started, you know, doing like my writing process, uh, making sure I have all the artwork placed together. And, you know, there was times where I had to like wait until I got a paycheck in order to put the money towards the artwork. So you mm-hmm. gotta like you gotta think about what do you want to put out for your monthly budget and you gotta think about what do you have and what type of story you're trying to do. Because me, for example, my story may be a little bit more cost effective than other people's stories. You know? I say like if you're gonna start off, start with one character and then build on it. Mm-hmm. Me, I didn't wanna like start a new universe. I wanted just like because people already knew the other stuff I put out. So I was like, all right, let me just, you know, use these same characters, but put out a different story and then build off of it. And then, um, like for me, for example, I have, I have like maybe two, three other comics that I want to put out there that's within this same world, but I don't know how it's going to do. I don't know how it's going to receive well. So I'm like budgeting right now and planning for me to be able to do like a four page pitch of those stories and put it out there for people to read, put it out there for people to proofread, read the script, and let me know if this is something that they'd be interested in. And if so, I'm gonna go ahead with production and wait until, you know, I can, you know, maybe do a Kickstarter for them, you know, if, if it's received well, you mm-hmm. know. So I say the budgeting is probably the most difficult part because like you said, you know, you get over ambitious at first. Yeah. And you you want to just go ahead and, and produce everything. Um, but I feel like the most difficult thing within uh, making books as a whole, like this this transcends comics. This is just for books in general. You have to have some type of buzz if you want people to buy your books. You, mm-hmm. know? you know, people want to see other people reading your books before they buy. People want to see press releases they want to see videos. They want to see you selling the book, you having an event, you doing your thing. Because, like I said, I feel like people are attracted to a name rather than, you know, just a story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll keep coming back for the story, but they are initially attracted by the name. Um, so I feel like that's the most important part. And that's probably going to be the most expensive part. Uh, expensive. Uh, financially and expensive mentally because you have to find and make a social media plan 
you have to go ahead and you know consistently post on social media every day to build that follower count exactly um, <laughs> to build the likes and the presence and go live all the time so you can boost yourself in the algorithm mm-hmm. and, and, and you know pick your advertisements on and that could be expensive mm-hmm. you know and then you know like you know like i said before like production costs for getting the book and everything so you just really have to know you know you, you gotta you gotta know the angle you gotta network with people and you gotta talk to people like me for example um i had to talk to a couple people because i had to ask them like hey you know uh what do y'all think about this like is this do you think this journey is worth it and one guy told me he said if you're in it for the money, then it's not worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like if you're not in it for the money, uh, and you just want to get your stories out there, want to get your books out there, then you should do it. You know. And there's something I also learned from. I went to a comic con out here in New Jersey. I think it was like Walker Stalker, like the Walking Dead comic con. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, there was an artist there. He worked on Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, like the comic book series. And I showed him my artwork uh, from my first comic, my like first comic. And he was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, man, I know it's bad. <laughs> I was like, I know it's bad, man, you know, but like, you know, what, 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 do you, what do you think? You know, he's like, oh. he's like, and I started telling him about, you know, what I wanted to do. And this is like 2017. Um, and he said, uh, are you satisfied with this art? I said, no, but you know, I know I want to, uh, you know, get it better. want to, you know, get me, you know, more artists to work on my stuff. He's like, look, um, cause I mentioned cost too. And he said, look, it doesn't matter how much something would cost. Um, you shouldn't put timelines on, on things that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. He's, he told me that if this is what you want to do and take your time doing it and save up to do it, he's like, if, if you pit something out, that's a representation of you. And people are always going to remember it. Yeah. You know, people are always going to attach that to your brain. Um, you know, so that's why even before I know some people say, oh, just start now. And then you know grow further and develop it but me yeah, I'm, I'm a little hesitant about that because i've always had that message he told me in the back of my head to just make sure that what you're putting out you are satisfied with that being a representation of you mm-hmm. um because you know one like i said people are always going to remember it and two it's self-fulfillment for you you know like, if I put out something that was horrendous, and I just said, oh, this is just content, you know, I'll go ahead and read it. It's just content. Like, that, even that wouldn't sit right with me. It doesn't matter how carefree I may be. That would not sit right. Um, like I said, it's always, it's always uh, quality over quantity. Yeah, that's how I try to be um, with my social media posts. It's like, I mean, yeah, everybody's talking about, you know, the new Marvel movies or the TV shows or... Yeah. Um, video games and stuff like that. And it's nice and I like to post, but it's like, uh, I'll, I'll leave it to them to really put that out. So, and I don't post all the time. I really post only things that I really care about. And I feel like a lot of people are responding to it. So, I just try to keep 
true to myself, be more authentic, just stay to the things that I'm interested in. So that's how I've been able to do this for like almost two years now. So it's just tweak and grow, tweak and grow, but really maintain what it is that I'm interested in. So like I said, I think a lot of people are responding to that. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's always the case, you know, like, you know, when, when listening to you, people want to make sure like, Hey, you know, this right here, this is authentic, mm-hmm. you know? This isn't someone trying to try hard to, to, to please everyone. They, they have what, what they're into and what they want to talk about for the podcast and who they want to talk to for their podcast. You know, I want to hear that. You know, I don't want to hear uh, people making, like, even myself, like, I, I, I'm a huge Marvel movie fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't that, you know, that much interested in Marvel comics growing up, uh, except for the X-Men. Uh, but I, you know, I grew up on DC, but I love the Marvel movies, but I don't like listening to podcasts that, you know, give me a week by week forecast of what happened in, in the show like that. That's a little bit too much for me. Like I, I, I listen to a recap, you know, just because I missed something. But outside of that, you know, I, I just leave it to my own perspective. I understand. So, uh, yeah, Calvin, um, I hate to end it here with you. I would like to ask more questions, but. Um, I only have the basic package for Zoom, and they only give you forty oh, no, minutes. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> so, um, where where else can um, where else can um, uh, readers or listeners to this podcast? Where else can they find you and your Kickstarter? Well, okay, on Kickstarter, okay. obviously. Yeah, yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys can find me on Kickstarter. Uh, it's Icarus Metro Comic. We, as of today, uh, right now when we're recording this episode, we have ten days left on the Kickstarter. Um, outside of that, you can find me at Icarus Metro Comic on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Icarus Metro on Twitter, and you can find me at Kunatics, K-U-N-A-T-I-C-S on TikTok. You know, so, you know, our website, theinnovativedream.com, where we'll be hosting all our comics, books, uh, stories, our podcast, and, uh, you know, potential writing courses. Uh, you know, at theinnovativedream.com that'll be coming soon after the Kickstarter. You'll be able to get your copy of the comics and all the comics that we do after the Kickstarter. Um, and stay tuned for what we have in store more. All right, well, that's that's great. And again, I want to thank you for reaching out to me um, to do this interview. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me. And um, hopefully um, we could talk again sometime and more on uh, issue two. Or number two of the eight series of uh of the I- Icarus Metro. Hey, I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. All right, well, thanks for coming. You have a great rest of your day, Calvin. All right, you too. Take care. See you. Thank you again to Calvin Chambers for taking time to talk with me. I greatly appreciate him and his work. Although Icarus Metro Book of Proxy initially introduces a member of a much larger superhero slash villain syndicate, Icarus Metro as a whole offers a diverse cast of interesting characters and powers as the story unravels throughout the eight-part series. To learn more about Icarus Metro or to keep up with the series, follow its Kickstarter or various social media pages listed in the description. Again, this is K.S. Garner and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you.